Hey patrons, it's Demi. Don't worry, this isn't an advertisement. This is just us wanting to say thank you. From the entire latest PS5 team, thank you for your continued support. All right then, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the apocalypse it is the end of days and we're going to be talking about the last of us episode two the latest phenomenon from the hbo uh studio uh published by sony and obviously naughty dog games we've got neil Druckmann um at the helm uh, as well as the the creative developers from chernobyl and oh my gosh i mean the first episode from last week which we reviewed was i mean which we kind of accidentally rolled into a review but that was a great opener, you know, for this uh, series. Uh, and before I start diving into it, who better to talk about the nits and gritties of it than with my co-watcher, Sonny Sengira. How's it going? Fuck me. Let's talk about the opening five minutes again, because I don't know how <laughs> in God's green earth they did it. But they managed to talk <laughs> last week's five minutes, in my opinion. It, though? This week's Jeez. five minutes, I was like, Boom. holy shit. Boom! Like, yeah, because the way they left us last week was um, they just found that Ellie was actually infected. Cut the scene. Yeah, and then we pick up again, expecting that we're going to go straight back to the scene. But no, we're actually not in the United States at all. We're, we've flown all the way to Indonesia. And it's a time just before the outbreak. And it sets place in a random cafe. Uh, and in there, two officials walk straight in there after asking for a particular person. And they walk to a lady who's sitting by herself eating lunch, I guess. Um, and they escort her into the car. She's been arrested. And she's thinking she's been a kid. She's been kidnapped for starters, but they're officials, so it can't be a kidnapping. So she's been arrested. And they're wondering whether they've got, she's wondering whether they've got the right person. And they do because they're looking for a microbiologist, somebody who knows about those little microby things that could potentially cause irritations. <laughs> so, um, sorry about that. Um, that's everybody congratulating me on the engagement. But anyway, really? watch the first episode, or listen to the first episode to uh, find out what that's all about. Um, but yeah, so they escort her to a science facility uh, where she is told to inspect a body. Um, and without giving her any warning or prior warning, they get her in a hazmat suit and she's there to investigate and see exactly what's happening. Uh, as there are some anomalies with a particular type of cell, which I cannot remember the name of, um, which is present in this dead body, which shouldn't exist in, on humans in total. Uh, and as she's there, uh, she's doing her investigation. She realizes that there is actually a bite on the leg of this individual, this corpse. Uh, it's a bike on the leg. And she also noticed something in the mouth region. So she tries to get like a sample. And oh my God, dude. <laughs> I know. As she opens the mouth, yeah, she puts down her tongs and she clicks a sample. And what we find is a, uh, it's the, what, what do you call it? What do you call those things? I, can't even, I don't even know a name for it. But basically, it is the tendrils. Um, which uh, are apparent from for well, for those who watched the last episode, uh, will know that these tendrils are now the uh, are what the um, which are, are the things that infect the humans. Yeah, so um, the bacteria creates these tendrils that come out, and it's like little hairs that kind of move independently. And she manages to grab a couple of samples of those, and she looked at this sample, which was still alive, even though the corpse was actually a corpse; it's dead. 
yeah and she is immediately startled and she leaves the room now this whole time it's just pure tension it's pure tension because i'm thinking at any time this body's just gonna <laughs> reanimate you know what i mean and try and bite a chunk out of her neck you know and uh, the fact that that didn't happen kept me on the edge as well i was thinking come on I mean, the way they're setting it up, you know, it's perfect. The camera's perfect for, you know what I mean? For, mm, the bite um, and the eyes open. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? She's got to fight it off, but they just, like, laugh as they, <laughs> they've got, like, another victim feeding it. But, but, dude, um, but the I, fact is that... Yeah, go uh, I'm just remembering the scene. I'll, do, I'll let you quickly finish it, and then I'll talk about it. It's like, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the... Um, yeah, she immediately runs out the room, and they are then advising her well, they start giving her a bit of a backstory as to where this patient came from or the corpse came from, and it was from a weed factory. Now, this is a nod or a link to what was said last week, which I don't mm-hmm. know if, uh, you, if those remember. They picked it up, yeah. So basically on the radio uh, of the first episode while they're having breakfast, the very first scene, or one of the first scenes, they're talking about an outbreak that happened in Indonesia yeah and in a particular wheat factory uh and that's exactly where this episode continued from um and we find out that that corpse was actually an employee from that um that same factory that the outbreak began so um after um the doctor finds the tendrils she's talking to the general who arrested her and he is now asking for advice he knows that there is a virus he knows that it's spreading and they need to find a cure but she says to him very coldly that she's been working on this um, in this field for many years. And she says she's never seen anything like this. And there is no way, there's no cure. There is no way to stop it. The only thing that she advises is that they need to bomb the city. They need to bomb Indonesia to stop this virus from spreading because there is no other way to stop this Obviously, that's just something which is just you know, dude, dude, that nobody you know, ever wants to face. Obviously, that's the opening five minutes. But can we just talk yeah. about the actress who plays this woman? Her facial reaction, the way yeah. she portrays fear Ooh, in that little five dude. minutes is unfucking believable. I was there, <laughs> and I was just like rose because she her facial reaction. She was shaking and shit. I was like, yeah. this woman has absolutely nailed. <laughs> this opening monologue section of this episode yeah. and i love the fact yeah. that from the looks of it we're gonna hopefully get like they're telling what we haven't seen yeah like what what led to the opening scene of the game obviously and and the hbo series where him and sarah are running out through the town and shit they're showing you in five minutes per episode just how it built up so now we yeah. know we're close to knowing with the big so the big outbreak happens in indonesia we didn't you know we didn't know that and yeah. now they're now they're setting in the guidelines and the the little you know breadcrumbs as to uh how it fully broke out and how it started but i loved yeah. the bomb reference because when i mean i love the bomb reference i mean when tess says it because in the game there's loads of divots even in the last of us 2 there's loads of divots in the road and shit like that and Joel talk, and Tess talk about how they used to bomb shit so she said yeah. as well it worked here but it didn't work in loads of other places which basically mm. means it obviously obviously didn't work in Indonesia so they obviously bombed the fuck out of it and it didn't work because the, it, it broke out didn't it but i was just like what a nice fucking nod that was that was slick yeah. it was, you know it was. and 
I just love the episode. Obviously, we moved on to the episode, and it was this was more gamey than episode one. It like because once that had it happened, everything so in it, yeah. It, it, yeah, everything. It was literally the game, except Alex. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that? They've changed it a little bit now, where they're saying that because um, this isn't in the game that you could step on it a mile away. And they detect it, and oh they come. I fucking days. loved it. No, I loved it. Sick. That was so sick. You're like, you know, there's it. It, it comes. You know, it's very these these moments happen very rarely. You know, where the actual creators have a chance to improve. You know, what is otherwise canon. You know, in a game, and the mm. fact going back to those tendrils, we now find that those tendrils are actually connected to a giant network. Of, like a hive. You could say, yeah, a hive or a fungus. And I guess it's kind of reminiscent of a, uh, I think the largest organism on Earth is, is like a mushroom, isn't it? It's like a family of mushrooms, I think, in Yellowstone in America. Football managers database. <laughs> Football manager, yeah, yeah, very similar. And uh, they've taken that type of analogy, but for the purpose of, you know, a virus and... I mean, you've got like a massive network and it's it's very similar. And it's also very scary that the fact that the very thing which is causing this illness, you know, could easily happen if, you know, if the, the bacteria or the fungus in America decides to change, you know, or in any large landmass decide to change. And they've kept um, the fact that the, the whole network of uh, fungus is all interconnected. And it moves at the the speed of thought. It's just, it's so fast. It's like, it's faster than any broadband connection or any cloud network that we could ever make. This this is organic transmission of information um, for electrons. And they've kept that in the store. Well, they've made that now a defining factor of how um, the different hordes of zombies, if you want to call them, Mm. or the infected, actually are communicated. Now, there is a scene where they, which is just like in the game, you know where they've they've gone through the hotel, right? Um, and even though he, uh, Joel's not trying to find aspirins or anything, you know what I mean? He's not trying to find uh, the code to get into the safe. Um, he manages to they manage to wade through the water, and they kind of touch on the fact that Ellie can't swim, you know, because that was the first thing she said, right? I mean, they got into the hotel for you; it's pretty much submerged. And um, Joel Joel kind of jokes that it's not actually that deep. And, uh, you know, that kind of relieves attention for Ellie because she knows that she can't swim. But they make it to another key uh, location in the game, which is, um, I think, like the council house, where uh, which is where it spears off again from the actual game itself. You know, and, and um, there is fungus out, uh, coming outside this... Um... Oh, sorry, I'm going to mix up two places together. I think I... No, no, you're thinking the museum. The museum, yeah, the museum. That's in the game as well, now, but um, they added to it. They added the to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll skip into the next the next location, right? And um, yeah, so they um, and they're also testing, like they they understand how the roots work, which I thought was quite interesting, you know. So mm. they saw the vines coming out, the you know the fungus, and it was dried, yeah. So they realized, okay, this is um, so they they can't be any fresh infected in this location because the vines are dead, they're dry. They stepped on it, and it was completely fine. Uh, and they didn't hear anything. They managed to make their way into the museum. And this scene, oh my days, was one of the most tense uh, scenes I've ever witnessed on, on TV in a long time or even in movies. Because uh, this is the first time that we actually get to get a real true experience of the clickers. 
Uh, mm. It's the first time that Ellie's actually had a, it's the first time that Ellie's introduced to the clickers in particular. So you have Joel and Tess who are trying to navigate their way through this museum uh, and all is fine, you know, but then they hear a couple of clicks and I don't know if you've got surround sound, but when they I, started clicking, my hey, speakers my, just went nuts. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my TV right was like, <laughs> my TV was like, let me fuck you up. I started looking around my room. I was like, what the fuck is that? I did the same, you know, I was like, oh, what, that was a bit too real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It felt like I could feel them clicking next to my head. But dude, you know what, again, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, to, just quickly, just to put in there, because then you can talk about it as well. Yeah. The fear on Ellie's face and and oh, Tess's yeah. and Joel's, like the, the way they portrayed the fear of these clickers, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, because I guess we're, we're seeing it through Ellie's eyes. Eyes because we haven't, I guess, a lot of the fans are as well, you know, the new fans as well. Mm. Um, but even for established fans, it's like we're seeing what clickers, you know, um, the impression that clickers have to people for the first time because a lot of people only see the infected running around with their arms flailing, but you don't really see the ones which don't actually have any eyes and they use sound and echolocation to hunt. And they, uh, Ellie, Tess, and Jill are surrounded by clickers, you know, and they're moving around them very you know they're surrounding them and ellie is startled by one of them and i think that just sets it off you know first then you hear the scream for the clickers and then it's all off uh, joel's there trying to shoot the clicker down and but the funny thing is he's missing you know what i mean he's like obviously he's the protagonist he's got a gun he's got a ak-47 or whatever um assault rifle and um and he's missing and it's funny those who have played the game will understand exactly what that feels like because mm -hmm. there's a time where as soon as they spot you you start to panic and your aiming just goes off because it's like a fight or flight scenario and you're kind of stuck in between you know you need to run but you also need to shoot this down <laughs> you know? but and obviously it causes you to miss so much i like the way they kept that in uh so um one takes joel another one takes um tess and ellie's there scrambling just trying to get um trying to get out the way um and then meanwhile uh i think joel loses his gun and then he has to try and reload with his uh with his revolver, doesn't he? And that is just like the game because there are times where it's full attention. It's not like in, that's what I love about The Last of Us. It's like they make reloading like real, you know? It's not just a case of, oh, you just picked up this uh, pack of guns and you automatically gets um, added to your, you know, to, to, your, to your ammunition. The fact is that you actually see them physically pumping in each one of the bullets, especially when you've got a revolver and you know that even a revolver makes a lot of sounds, you know what I mean? It's like a purely metal gun. So every single bullet is going to cause, you know, uh, is, is at risk of causing these clickers to spot them. Um, but yeah, he manages to get a couple of um, bullets in before he's spotted again. And then they launch from him. And each time that they launch, when I was like, geez, I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so I was literally on the edge of my seat because I was thinking all it takes is one bite from these guys and it's all over. But um, mm. yeah, they, yeah, they managed to fight their way out and it was a, uh, and they gave the, um, what did they do? They gave it a headshot, didn't they? So they, they uh, so they managed to escape uh, and they left the scene. But I love the fact that they kind of kept it beat for beat because I still, I remember that scene. I remember that scene like it was yesterday and it was, you know, straight from the game. And that's what I loved about this episode. It was just taking so many different nods from the actual gameplay. Um, even the scene just before the museum when they're in the hideout, you know, as they're watching Ellie sleep, I think um, Joel has to move one of the uh, massive cabinets. Yeah, yeah, he does it <laughs> just know, like just the game, out, which is, 
yeah, just like in the game, and like you know, they're checking locked doors, you know, and they had to try and get to. Does it? They 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 come up to a locked door, you know, it's a dead end, but there's just enough for somebody to squeeze through, and you actually see uh, Joel giving Tess like a uh, a leg up, you know, which is what you have to do in the game, right? You know, so that she can go and find a way, you know, an, an alternative way. And I like the way that they kept it in, and they just worked it in so naturally, you know. So, um, but you can see that, that was a lot of fun. the way they did it is this was a more claustrophobic episode and oh, yeah. you can see why Neil Druckmann was told he could direct this one because it is very gamey and that just everything right from the get-go of the episode uh, in that room, in the hideout, you know, the lighting and the look of the world is exactly like the game where she's sleeping. It's exactly like the game, the color of the foliage, the light yeah. dissipating yeah. into the room, everything, you know, um, the hotel lobby scene with the water, you know, it, she's exploring yeah. like like the camera's showing off different things in the room as it's the yeah. equivalent of you running around the room to look for pills and look for um, crafting items. But she goes exploring right. as well. And then she, you know, just like you would in the game. And then also the verbal back and forth that they're having, that Ellie's having with them is just like the game, the way she talks to them and the way she just, her, her sarcasm when she goes, that was scary, yeah. this is a piece of wood. You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, it was all <laughs> great in the museum, which is identical to the game. Like when they're standing outside, what people don't realise, if you look to the left of the museum, the blockage, it's just like, because somebody, they, they, they're answering the questions that someone who never played the game would say, why don't they just go around the museum? If you look to the left, they can't go around it. It's yeah. all blocked up with rubble and shit. And they're making, like I said, claustrophobic, they're making it like the only way through is via, because obviously if you did it just like the game, the director probably said, well, why can't they just go down another side street? So they've obviously yeah. answered that by saying, yeah, if you step on something, it could trigger something a mile away and they'll all come. So you have to be careful about where you're going through. And I loved how every time they get up a certain stage, something would happen behind them and they can't go back. Just like in the game, you know, like when <laughs> just like clock, the, the area up. I was like, ooh. But I just want to shout out <laughs> the scene where Joel has the um the torch on his under his chin and he's trying to quietly reload his gun. And it's silent. Reloading, yeah. Jeez, it's absolute silent. And then you hear the click right quiet. next to him. <laughs> And the click it, the clicker's right next to him, and you're like, "Ooh!" And dude, I'm, again, I'm watching it in 4K, and the lighting on the clickers and everything in this is fucking insane. I was just like, "Whoa, what an episode!" But oh, let's fast forward all that. Let's talk about the scene that has changed. So yes, okay. when Tess leaves um, in the game, she's fighting Fedra soldiers. In the TV yeah. show, it's not Fedra soldiers. They haven't shown their face yet. They fight, obviously, with the exception of in the quarantine zone. Um, she fights uh, the hordes, you know what I mean? The infected. It does, all right, yes. And so, it's yeah, different so it now the because location. there comes the snog. That's how you're going to be infected, right? Obviously, with the little tentacles yeah. and shit coming out their mouth. But and, different and scene, you thing. know what I mean? It's pretty cool. It is very, very cool, and I think it's the same location. But I do like the way that they just took a left on that, and yeah, they. I mean, she's greeted there. They were supposed to be. They were supposed to be meeting them there, right? I mean, that was the. the yeah, that was the thing in the game, yeah. in the game as well. Same okay, thing. Cool. They're, yeah. they're all dead, but they were killed by Fedra agents, and then you go into a big gunfight. 
because obviously Tess yeah. slows them down in the game and then um, right. they come right. up to you and then you're fighting them, whereas they've obviously got rid of that in the HBO series and just yeah. focused on the infected. And I like that. I really did like that because it's like we're still just trying to get our heads around the world, you know, and it's different. When Especially for a new, a new like viewer. Yeah, exactly, for a new viewer. Because like in the game, you get to spend hours just running around the first part of the game, you know what I mean, just walking around and just doing things. The, the viewer doesn't get a chance to do that. You know, and they've only got like half an hour to an hour to try and get as much information in a nice, digestible way uh, as possible. And the way that they just kind of left that part out, I mean, obviously we're going to bump into them later on in the, in the story, I thought was nice, you know, to space it out. You've got a lot of quality here. We're just getting to know that this world is completely barren. There's hardly anybody there, but there are um, other factions, but there are also different um zombies or the infected around and this is the one time that we actually got a chance to really see how that that you know that underground network works where um they get there and all the um uh, their contacts are dead but when they step on one of the hands you just see one of the tendrils just connect to the ground and i thought that was just brilliant and like the horde that, that they had previously tried to avoid uh, previously, which is the reason why they went through the museum, the reason why they went to this um, the, the, this council house, that same very horde has now been alerted, and they are, we're talking like a kilometre away, you know, and then as soon as um, they accidentally step on the, the hands of one of the, the infected in the uh, council house, it's sent a signal straight to them instantly, and now they're on their way straight to the council house. And that's where everything just goes down, and this is where it just takes a massive left from the actual uh, original narrative, right? So um, oh no 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 no. So in the, no no, what happens is they she steps on the hand in yeah. the museum. The yeah. she, he he kills the one crawling towards them, but when he kills yeah. it, it, he the 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 corpse's hand is in the the mud and everything, and the tentacles right. just come up yes. and connect to him, yes. which shows you that literally literally no fucking surface that has mud in it is safe because they're coming out of the fucking ground you know what i mean it's mad. <laughs> absolutely and it mad. also just brings like new new life and more significance to the actual um vines it makes it more see, dangerous just, you know coming out it must make it more dangerous yeah because before we just used to see and think okay cool they may be infected here but you start to realize that wherever you see vines be wary you know, and I like the way that they've they've changed that because before it was a different mechanism. But um, but yeah, definitely the the hordes are now on their way, and uh, we then also find out that Tess was uh, fortunately bitten, you know, in their little altercation in the uh, the museum uh, by one of the clickers, uh, and at the same time we're starting to realize that she is trying to tell Joel, um, to have faith. You know, which mm. obviously seems like he's never had faith for the past twenty years since the death of his entirely death of his daughter. Um, but yes, he's she's trying to encourage him to have faith in Ellie, and the fact that she Ellie was also bit to the museum, but her bite had not really spread at all. But unfortunately, Tess, played by Anna Tors, her um, infection was just spreading like wildfire. Ellie, so she decided. Ellie, to, I was going to say Ellie yeah. wasn't bit in the game at that point, was she? She was already bit, but she, she didn't wasn't. get bit again in the game. Yeah, she didn't get bit again. But I like the way she did that. She got bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her That's than anybody cool. else. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she so Tess decides to sacrifice herself, uh, pouring petrol and grenades, um, all over the floors, <laughs> you know, just thinking, hold on, are they gonna take some of that stuff because that's some good ammo there, you know what I mean? If we were playing the game, you'd collect all that ammo, um, but yeah, so the horde of zombies burst in, and Tess there is just the Tess is there trying to light 
the uh, the lighter, you know what I mean? And in classic Hollywood fashion, the lighter's not working. Um, but it was very interesting what happened, the interaction with one of the with one of the infected. You wanna wanna go into that? Yeah, I mean, we spoke so, about it earlier. It's something different on this one where... It was something different. Jeez, that was something crazy, dude. <laughs> no, but it's. I think it's one of those where he... Or, sorry, let me rephrase that. Uh, the infected yeah. understood, didn't attack her, but understood that she was already bit. Yeah. And it looked like... This is what makes it really intriguing, and we won't know until later episodes. It... Mm realizes she's infected now why is it going to her and yeah. putting the tentacles not just anywhere inside if she had an open wound it probably would have went to that but it went to the mouth obviously because it's the fastest yeah. way to go in is it trying to yeah. speed up her infection process or is it trying to make her Maybe. different is she oh, is it yeah. turning her into something we won't know we won't know until we, we see it right know. but yeah it was a. That's the weirdest was, thing was, I've ever seen. I mean, I mean, basically, it looked like he was about to kiss, and it was, you know, I mean, but with the tendrils. But then again, it's like, something different, and, and you it's could not see bite. her change as well. You saw her like you could see her eyes just she went dilated, yeah, yeah. right? And, and it's like, not. It's it's, it's unique because it's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's not like just oh, it's a vampire bite or a zombie bite or a, a yeah. clicker bite. It's something different. But what I like for this episode as a whole is Neil Druck. This was the episode for viewers to understand what's in the world in terms of yeah, the infected. Definitely. This was all about infected, yeah. nothing else. People don't yeah. realize who haven't seen this, who haven't played the game, have, do not realize that that isn't the worst thing in the world. It's actually fucking human beings. And <laughs> we're going to see some, we're going to see some fucked up human beings in late in later yeah. episodes. Do you know what I mean? But well, that's the funny thing about the uh, the dynamic between Joel and the infected that he hates humans because they were the ones who actually killed his daughter, right? So it's a very interesting um, dynamic that they have there. But I mean, Alex, we're down two episodes now. Episode two. What is your summarize your your review if you had to do it in like three sentences? In three sentences, um, this is an amazing uh, adaptation. I think the team is doing very well. And so far, I mentioned it in the previous episode that they are two for two, you know, and I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that they just keep this momentum, you know, because it could easily go south. You know, we've seen films start off or films or series start off, you know, really great left field. They're doing something different and then they go all Hollywood, you know, about halfway through. And I'm hoping that Neil Druckmann and the team managed to stave off that addiction you know, and just bring something truly wow. unique. Uh, for well, fans. you shouldn't have said that because if you remember the game, they're about to go to Frank's <laughs> and it's fucking all out war in that village, remember? But yeah, I but, think yeah. there has to be a down episode at some point. And there's definitely some sort of flashback scene from Left Behind or a whole flashback episode for Ellie. Because we've seen it in the, the initial HBO trailers where she and her friend are um obviously in the uh what do you call it, you know, in the in the mall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I like the way that they kind of hinted to that as well. You know, yeah, so um, she, asked, whether she has a boyfriend and she yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. No, not necessarily. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna like see that. that, and that could be the flashback episode just to kind of break it up a little bit. But the next episode is yeah. over an hour, episode three. Uh, it's already been listed as over an hour, and this is the episode where you go to see um Frank in his town, and it is a bit of a war mine 
absolute balls to the wall in the game because you're going through and there's all the infected chasing you and shit. So it's more World War Z than The Last of Us, but we'll see how they do it on this next episode, you know, because I think what they did really well is they let the game director direct the transition episode. So I feel like every, like the, you know how we talk about how you, you you know, in a game where you hide a loading screen. I feel like this is the equivalent of, loading up to the next big open section and he got it and then you know what i mean absolutely nailed it for me it's the best second episode i think i've ever seen of any series because i'm trying to think of second episodes and usually they're like oh that's all right that's all right this one was just straight yeah. to the point got the infect it's still a 10 out of 10 i give so episode one and two i give both 10 out of 10s i just loved the fear that they've managed to put now on if you hear a click in any episode you'll be like oh shit you know what yeah, I mean? Oh, definitely. because they've already said that the clickers are going to be few and far between. And what they've managed to do is now you're scared to hear a click, which is going to be few and far between in this season. But you're also scared of like how many of these fucking infected are going to get triggered to come to something that happened near them, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. And I loved that silent bit. It reminded me of a quiet place when they had to go silent. <laughs> yeah. Well, even was the clickers sound like a silent place. I mean, yeah, you know, a quiet place. Sorry. Um, so what's your yeah. uh, out of 10 for episode two? Out of 10? Yeah, I guess a solid nine. Solid nine. Excellent. What did your missus think? Uh, didn't watch it. She's too scared. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, get it down. I know, I know. Don't worry. It's not, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll give her, I'll get her review by next week's episode, guaranteed. But uh, but yeah, definitely. It was just um, the wrong time of the night. Uh, to be watching things about a potential epidemic, especially when we just come from a pandemic. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Well, yeah, um, anyway, obviously, okay. Patreons, uh, all of the episodes of this uh, reviews that we do each week will be exclusive to Patreon. This is the only one we're doing free, so don't worry. We're not going to give everyone out free. You're still going to get yours exclusive. This is just for everybody else. If you did like this episode and you want to hear me and Alex talk about all of the episodes of The Last of Us each and every week, sign up to Patreon. Um, the link is in the description. It's www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. You get two episodes or more every single week early, then public feeds and advertisement free. All right, Alex, we are two episodes down. I cannot wait for episode three. And I know you can't really? either. All right, listeners, we're done. I guess we're going to see yeah. you back here. It is PSX PSX after episode three. Thank you very yeah, much. And so. if you haven't listened to the latest PS5, make sure you listen to that episode as well. Alex, what's your final word? If you had to sum up one well, word, episode I can't even two. Put into work. Oh yeah, okay. If it was to be a word, I would definitely say surround sound. Watch the first and second episodes with the with surround sound whether it's in headphones or whatever but definitely oh. those clickers they definitely deserve a round of applause to your sound and nah, mate, what you need to do is log into your app or on your ps5 and listen to it in your 3d audio headset then you're going to be like oh snap <laughs> plug in it plug in it <laughs> excellent definitely. good night everyone good night